Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio. In Schenectady, New York, and it's our uh, weekly visit with Union Men's Head Hockey Coach Josh Halsey. Josh, welcome back. How's thing, how are things? You know, uh, good. Got back and sort of adjusting now back to the time change and, and ready to get, get to work here this week. Yeah, the altitude, not to worry about that anymore, right? And it's funny. We just had to walk up a couple of flights of stairs, and I was like, oh, I, I'm not in as bad a shape as I thought I was in Colorado. So. <laughs> well, let's look back at last weekend's two-game series at Colorado College. It was a tough one for the Garnet Chargers. Losing 7-3 on Friday, uh, 6-2 on Saturday. I mean, how disappointing was it to have those efforts um, after the team played so well in the season opener against Army West Point? Well, I, I don't know that the effort was as as disappointing as as just like certain minutes and certain periods of the game. I thought, you know, there was there was solid efforts in the first and third both nights. I think um, the second period both nights. Uh, just we we ran out of gas. We got shifts got extended, and we just couldn't recover our breath, and that that took uh, took a toll on us. And they they capitalized. So um, disappointing that we you know didn't put a full sixty minutes together. But um, there are some you know things things to build off of. I mean, is there anything you can point to specifically that maybe you were not happy with 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 the play? Well, I, I think you look at Friday night and the three of the four goals they scored. Um, you know, in that in that couple minute span, where shots from the point where the, the puck was deflected, um, you know, about six feet out from our goaltender, which are those are really tough deflections to handle because the puck can move, you know, a significant amount. If it's just right on top of the net, you know, those, those deflections the goalies can kind of swallow up. But, um, you know, so just the the fact that we didn't get get their sticks and get them pushed away from the net was probably the the biggest disappointment and something we've really been focusing on. Yeah, you mentioned the second periods uh, both nights proved to be the team's downfall. The five goals in the in the Friday game, three in Saturday, and then, you know you guys are tied at one one going into those periods. So I mean, you had a, had a chance there. I mean, just it, I mean, how disappointing was it to have that get away from you like that? Yeah, it's 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 something that we've we've talked about and focused on that we hey we have to to clean up and we can't feel sorry for ourselves when something bad happens and you know a time to regroup and um, you know we challenged the one the third goal on on Friday night I I'm still convinced that that's a high stick um, even after watching multiple reviews of it um, but at the end of the day they didn't call it and and we could you know. We should have used that more as a timeout to try to refocus and and to regroup um, and, and to not let the game get away from us. But um, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, they called it a goal and and we didn't punch back, which we needed to do. So yeah, I thought the view from the behind the net, the, the camera that was above the above that the net there, it, I thought it clearly showed the puck, the stick was above the uh, crossbar, which is where uh, the threshold is as far as uh, or goals uh, illegal. I don't know what the they were looking at it. They didn't have that particular angle. Yeah, I mean, the crew was an outstanding crew. They they communicated well all weekend, and and I thought, you know, for the most part, called a great game. Um, I'm, I sort of disagreed. Like when I look at it, I, I agree with you that it does look like it's above the crossbar. But again, um, you know, it, it it is a tough determination when, you know, it's you're looking at a. A, a player that's you know ten feet away from the net, and you can't really tell exactly where the crossbar is. I think, you know, when you look at it, when you see that he hits the puck and it goes down and it goes in in the very upper corner <laughs> of the net, it, it would make sense that it was. But again, they were they were a good crew. They did a good job, and um, that's not the reason we lost the game. And 
you know, we, we can't make excuses. Even if even if we disagree with the call, we gotta we gotta keep going. Yeah, unfortunately, you were over two hundred video challenges. You had a challenge Saturday for a, a contact to the head, uh, which occurred. I guess, maybe it did occur before a Colorado College goal. What did you see there? What did the refs tell you? Yeah, you know, so uh, John Prokop was coming up the ice, and he kind of just got hit from behind, and his head kind of got drove into the to the ice, and um, he his bell was rung a little bit, and he was kind of on the ice for five or six seconds and then they got the odd man rush coming back where um you know it's a three on one so um we just felt for the the value of a challenge of of taking a shot at it we thought it you know um a little bit of hey we just got scored on can you know maybe pull a goal back and and maybe draw a five minute power play let's let's take a you know take a roll of the dice but um you know at the end at the end of the day there wasn't enough it might have been a penalty is what they said but it wasn't a five yeah well, in Friday's game, you pulled starting goaltender Kyle Chauvet uh, after that fourth Colorado college goal in the second period. And you mentioned the deflection. So, I mean, and then I know we talked after the game Friday. You, you didn't blame him at all. What was it more to, to just get uh, weight the team up to getting uh, Kyle out of there? Yeah, I think, you know, anytime a goaltender is, you know, it's a, a stretch where they're, you know, hey, just the pucks aren't bouncing their way and um, we're not helping them out. Um, maybe to refocus the guys, give us a spark and, you know, and, and like Joe's done a great job and has worked hard, so we wanted to get him in and kind of see what he could do and get him. You know, sometimes it's easy coming in, a little easier coming in in your first time when you don't have to think about it. You can just jump right in. So, mm-hmm. wanted to get him some action. So, um, when his time is called, he's he's you know it's not his first time in the net in a while. Yeah, we all ask you about Joe Sherb in the second year, but uh, you came back with Kyle Saturday. Uh, what led to that decision? Well, we believe in Kyle a lot. Think he's a, a tremendous goaltender, and uh, love when he's in the net. So it's you know one of those things that we we want to get him in the net. We uh, we believe in him a lot, and uh, again, didn't didn't feel that it had anything to do with with his performance. Um, it was just you know we had some breakdowns, and you know even when you look at Saturday, I don't I don't blame Kyle as well. Like I, I think that those are team breakdowns that we have to correct. Yeah. As you mentioned, Joe Shara replaced uh, Kyle in that game Friday. It was his first game uh, action since the 2021-22 season. He didn't see any action last year because of some knee issues, which led to uh, uh, him requiring surgery. And he made 13 of 14 saves. There was an empty net goal there in the third period. So how do you think he did? I was I was pleased. I thought, you know, there's a, you know, um, when someone hasn't played in a while, you don't really know what they're going to get. But I think it, you know, a level of comfort for us knowing that, that he can do it and, uh, you know, was, was happy for him that he got that opportunity to jump in. Does that make it a little tougher for you, you know, down the road there with starting goaltenders? I mean, knowing that Joe played the well as well as he did? I, I think at the end of the day, you just want to know that your, your goal, whatever goal you put in can give you a chance. And I think that, um, you know, you, you want to have that level of comfort. So I think that helps everyone when he does a good job. Yeah. Well, he sees some more playing time down the road, especially, you know, you have a couple of non-conference games coming up uh, this, this weekend against UConn. Uh, you know, I, we, I, we haven't really made any goaltending decisions at, at this point. Um, you know, kind of just getting into the week. We didn't practice on Monday with, you know, the long travel. And yesterday was, you know, a highly competitive uh, battle day. And, you know, today will be a little bit more structure for the goaltenders and see how they do. But um, he's definitely, you know, done his part and he's got to keep going. But um, all three goalies have, have been battling hard in practice. Well, one player who is off to a good start is junior forward Caden Villegas. He has scored a goal in each of his first three games. It's the first time in his career he's done that. He's only had a, a couple of point, uh, uh, pair of uh, two games in a row where he scored a point. I mean, what do you attribute to his hot start? Well, I, I think he's been getting to the net. Um, he's, uh, 
he's got a high high end level of skill and when you you get to hard areas that's when you can produce so um he's just he's been playing really well for about you know the last you know last half of last year and um and just uh, the start of this season. So he's somebody that we're going to look to, con- you know, continue to produce and somebody that we we need to produce for us to be successful. Yeah, you mentioned in the uh, media availability on Tuesday that he has a nose for the net. Explain what that means. Well, he just, he can find space, uh, you know, around the net. Like, I, if, if you want to score goals, you got to get to that, that hard area, which is right in front of the net. And um, he can get there and then he can get free, which is which is really important. You know, it's one thing to get there and, and just be a, a screen or, a, you know, somebody that can, you know, take one off a of shin padding, but he can get his stick free and um, create some space. And um, and when he gets in those areas, he, he seems to finish always. Yeah, I thought of that goal he scored Saturday night, that was a perfect example of that. He, he, I mean, Liam Robertson has a puck behind that. I think he had a couple defenders on him. And the goaltender was out of position and the net was open and Viegas sat, you know, skates to the net and then Liam gets a pass out there and then uh, Caden pokes it in. Yeah, I, I think it's a you know a habit that a lot of young players have is just flying kind of by the net and not stopping there. And you know it's something that you know I think a lot of coaches preach is just stopping at the net. And and Caden is a is, is a guy that has that ability and you know knows like hey if I stop here it's a it's a better chance I'm going to score. And um, it was a great play by Liam to get the puck to the net front and then they're able to finish. One player that was held out of the lineup on Saturday was uh, forward Billy uh, Emanen. He had a goal and assist in the opening game against Army West Point, but uh, in the Friday game, he was a minus four. Uh, what was the uh, reasoning behind the decision to give him the night off on Saturday? Well, Billy, for us, for us to be successful, is going to have to be a, you know a key player, someone that's you know you know a big power forward that you know is um, uses his body well, and you know everybody on our team at, at this point, there's a level and a standard that we expect you know guys to play at, and um, you know Billy. Billy meets that standard all, all the time, and you know if if we don't feel like he's right where he needs to be, then there's times where you got to get put down and you know kind of get you know snap back into reality. He'll be in the lineup Friday. He's a guy for us that's really important, and um, you know expecting to have a, a, a bounce back game. Well, let's take a break. We'll have more with Union Men's head hockey coach uh, Josh Housie coming up on the other side. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. Hey, Auto Racing fans, the Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest is back. Here's how to play. Pick the top five finishers in the weekly NASCAR race and get a chance to win a $50 ShopRite gift card. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the Auto Racing Contest banner. The Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest is run by the advertising department and not affiliated with the sports department. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle, and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity. From the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. This is Union College Baseball head coach John Muller. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. 
Welcome back to the podcast. And uh, Josh Haji, Union Men's Hockey Coach, joining me right now. Well, let's look ahead to this weekend, Josh. It's the team's first two Messerink games of the season. Union's going to host uh, UConn at 7 p.m. Friday and 4 p.m. Saturday. The Huskies are 1-2-1. and one. They opened the season two weeks ago by uh, winning and tying at Colgate, but then got swept in a home-and-home series. Kind of surprised against uh, Holy Cross. Did that uh, surprise you a little bit? Yeah, I think that one kind of, you know, caught the hockey world, you know, off guard. I think, um, you know, Holy Cross is a program that's, you know, taking some steps here, but I think, you know, UConn is, you know, a, a top-20 team and, and someone that, you know, sort of, you know, everybody was expecting at least would get one. So um, they're going to be they're going to be upset. They're going to be ready to go, and um, we're going to get their best. Yeah, particularly they were shut out at home and two nothing in on, on, in the uh, rematch at uh, in stores. So, what do you know about UConn? Well, I think they're led by Matt Wood. You know, a, a first round pick in Nashville, somebody that you know ha- has scored a lot of goals, and you can't give time and space to. Um, they have good goaltending. Um, up and down their lineup, they're pretty deep, so um, they're they're pretty talented and always well coached. Yeah, you played a two game series last year at UConn early last season, lost four one, and the second game was four three in overtime. What's going to be the key to, for the uh, Garner Chargers to avenge those losses? Well, I, I think for us is we have to clean up clean up our game defensively. I think you look at some of the, you know, we kind of mentioned last weekend the things we gave up were just you know um, skating by pucks, turnovers, just uh, little details that um, you know ended up in the back of our net. So I think if we don't give them anything free, make them, you know, go on 200 feet and earn everything they get, it's, you know, you can limit them. But if you, if you give them easy chances, they're, they're really talented and they'll finish. UConn head coach Mike Cavanaugh is in his 10th year as the um, head coach of the program, has steadily built the program into a formidable one in Hockey East. Uh, your thoughts on Mike and the job he's done there? Well, I think when you look at, you know, people, you kind of want to model the pro your program after he's a guy that's, you know, continued to make UConn better every single year. And, um, he does it the right way, so he's, you know, somebody that like has just done such a good job that, um, you know, we can probably steal a thing or two from. <laughs> I mean, how much how much excitement is there for the home opener this weekend? Well, I think the guys are really fired up about it. I mean, you know, the first year guys have no idea really what they're getting into. They've they've heard about it, but um, you know, for them to get get that experience, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, I don't know if you have the f- football team there because <laughs> they got they got a game Saturday. But I wanted to ask you about. I don't know if I asked you about this last week, but I do want to ask you, what about the support they brought last year? I mean, after uh, John Poppy was hired, next thing you know, you see the football team there at the games and you know having a raucous time. I think they may have gotten thrown out of one of the, one of the games, but by uh, some security. But uh, what does that support mean? Because I know the hockey team returned the favor with the football game. It's the Friday night football game in Springfield last month. Yeah, you know, uh, Coach Poppy, that that was a, a notable, noticeable difference. And I, I think that's something, you know, makes a school like Union so special is just athletes supporting athletes. And, um, you know, the football team really, you know, raised that level. And we tried, you know, we've tried to follow that, follow their their lead and, and just continue to do that. But, um, it, you know, when you have the athletes, your classmates out, it, it just makes it so much you know, more important to you as a, uh, to represent the school well. So I, I think that's again something that just makes Union special is just how how willing people are to support their own. One thing was mentioned on the uh, Friday Colorado College broadcast was that Tigers head coach and former Union goalie uh, Chris Mayotte tried to hire you when he took over at Colorado College. Is that true? <laughs> I didn't know that that was mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that he, he, we we had some conversations about it, and um, you know, at the end of the day, I felt that. Um, you know, for me to get a head job, it was going to probably be out east, and um, you know, staying loyal to to Clarkson, who gave me the opportunity, was probably the most important thing. I'm a big 
big believer in if someone gives you an opportunity, uh, you try to see it all the way through. And um, yeah, that's kind of, I didn't know that that was mentioned. <laughs> what was Chris like to talk to? I mean, I, in the four years I dealt with him and then you know, when he came back a couple of years ago, he's he, he's very personable and you know, honest and uh, uh, stuff like that. So what was it like to talk with him and you know, talk union hockey? Because I mean, he's, he's a proud alum. He really um, enjoyed his time here. Yeah, so we were able to chat before the weekend. And then, um, you know, we talked on Monday just about, you know, things we saw from from each other's program and, um, you know, he, he's great. He's always willing to, you know, be an ear and, um, you know, give different suggestions. And, you know, I, I, I hope I'm the same way for him. He feels that way. That's somebody I can, we can bounce ideas off of each other, but, um, you know, we real appreciative of just, you know, his support and him, you know, helping me meet some different alumni and, um, his willingness to even give back and, 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 to the program because he's he's giving back just with ideas as well as financially so supporting the program that way yeah he was involved in one of the most infamous plays two plays in union college history against rpi and uh ben Barr. uh you up union was on the power play and this was game two of the ecac hockey first round tournament and uh union was down one nothing in series they're up in game two and uh Puck comes out to the uh, union zone. It was cleared out by RPI, and Chris comes out to uh, play it in the first one and yeah, made a bad pass, and Ben Barr put it in an open net. And like 30 seconds later, same kind of play, and I'm screaming in the press box that Chris is doing it. He's doing it again, and Ben, ben Barr scores. Like, oh, my God. I was I mean, Chris going to laugh about it now, and Ben's laughed about it. But just that was just <laughs> – I keep reminding every time Chris, and it's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> But uh, well, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he's 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 a great person, and I mean, uh, just it is it is kind of again we talk about how special a place Union is. Like every every alum I seem to meet, it's just like how impressive of a alumni base it is, and and how lucky I am to be a part of it. Well, my quirky question here is uh, one thing I've been pushing for in ECAC hockey is to have the referees mic so we know what's going on with penalties. They're calling um, video reviews. Because, uh, you know, lots, lots of times we're left hanging as to what they're looking at. Uh, I recall the, the Yale game last year down in New Haven where, you know, Union had scored a goal and then there was a review and nobody knows what the heck they're reviewing and it ended up being Leon Robinson gets thrown out of the game for a contact at that. It's like nobody had an idea. Uh, I mean, the National Collegiate Hockey uh, Conference referees were mic'd and it was great to hear. So would you like to see ECAC hockey mics uh, refed? You know, I, I think it's a, it's a good idea for the fans when you look at it. Like it was, uh, it was nice. You know, they have to kind of give a little explanation, and you know what's even going on as a, as a coach because sometimes they, you, you don't know what they're looking at. So, um, and typically they do a pretty good job of coming over, coming over and communicating. But uh, you know, definitely see how it could be a an advantage, and just you know, um, you know I, I just wonder like what that entails to be able to do. So hopefully, you know, it's something that the new commissioner could take a look at and um, you know see if it would work. I got some uh, pull with uh, Doug Christensen because he's not the former union player. So I, I, I talked to him about that when he uh, you know, got um, uh, was a, named the new commissioner. I, that's one of the things like I like to see because I think it, it's 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 frustrating. You're sitting in the press box and you're you know you're probably frustrated. It's like you, you may have a little bit of a better advantage because they maybe a linesman tells you what's going on or something like that. But the fans, you know, fortunately, you know, I think the refs at least a mess to tell. Uh, PA announcer Rich Becker or what's going on, and he announces it to the crowd. But I like to hear the refs and what specifically they're looking at. And that's, it just makes it easier for everybody, and we're not you now trying to throw uh, darts at a dartboard trying 
figure out what they're reviewing. Yeah, I mean, the, the one you're talking about at Yale, like we had no idea we were celebrating because there was, I believe there was like a minute left in the game and we had just scored and to take a one nothing lead. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're killing off a five minute major. So um, it, w- it would be nice to exactly, you know, to know exactly what they're looking at. Well, you uh, fans of the uh, podcast here can uh, participate in this. If you have questions for Josh Alge, you can email them to me at shot. That's S-C-H-O-T-T at dailygazette.com. You also post them on my Facebook page if you're a Facebook friend. So, Josh, thanks for doing this again. Appreciate it uh, very much. The next time we'll chat uh, here in the, in the Potting Shots podcast studio will be in two weeks. Union has next weekend off, which, uh, by the way, we're going to do next week with a week off. Uh, probably go scout a little bit in Ontario. It's probably uh, where all three of us are going to probably hit the road somewhere. I think uh, John will head out to the BCHL Showcase, and Lenny will head to the USHL North American League, Minnesota, and I'll, I'll head to Ontario. Well, speaking of Lenny, he and his wife recently had a baby, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah so um, um, a right. baby boy, Mac. So uh, Mac Child's going to be a, a big power forward for us in the future. <laughs> He's got the scholarship already? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm told, well, you're taking off. I'm going to take off. I'm going to celebrate my 60th birthday on Tuesday. And uh, the well, next two weeks we'll talk here. When, when we do talk, it'll be the start of ECC Hockey Play and RPI. Exciting time. Yep. Josh, appreciate it. Thanks again. And that wraps up this edition of the Parting Shots Podcast. And the views expressed on the Parting Shots Podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Daily Gazette Company is a uh, not Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots Podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette uh, Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you later this week with another edition of the podcast from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. Good day, good hockey. <laughs>